0: Sky Royal, originally from New Orleans and now a resident of Northern Virginia and a recent graduate from Paul Mitchell School in Tysons, is slated to be a hairdresser in Lash Tech at Jackson Harlow Salon, also in Northern Virginia, comes to us today to talk about what rising stylists want and what they think about the future and what they want from salon owners. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes and I'm your host. Uh, Today, I'm here with Sky Royal. How are you doing today, Sky?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm great, thank you. Um, so, if anybody didn't uh, didn't watch your last episode, would you give us like a like a two minute high level little quick intro to who you are and why you why you got involved in hair?
1: Yes, yes. So, again, my name is Sky Royal. Um, I'm a former student of Palm of the School in Tyson's. Um I have always wanted to do hair, have always loved making people feel beautiful, feel good. You know, um, I didn't quite know when I would do hair. I just knew I would end up doing it. Uh, I started year 2022. So and just a little bit about me is I just I enjoy making people feel great. I enjoy being around people, meeting new faces, new personalities, which is a lot of why I got into this field. I love meeting new people. I feel like because that's what life is all about. So and we spoke a little bit on, you know, what I want out of salons, what to look for when you are wanting to find a salon home and all those little fun beginning things.
0: Yeah, and that was a great conversation. If you didn't listen, definitely go back and check it out. It's uh, definitely, you definitely want to listen up, Uh, especially if you have any interest in uh, knowing about Gen Z and Rising Stylists. I think it's very important that you check that out. Now, today is going to be an addition, like we're adding to that conversation and we're not just hearing about what you want, but we're also hearing, or you, Sky, want, uh, but we're also going to find out what I, so I asked uh, a little other piece of background about Sky. I met her when I was a guest speaker, when I went to go visit Paul Mitchell. And uh, I just, uh, I liked how she responded. And I liked how uh, I liked kind of the answers. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to hear uh, a different perspective on this channel on this topic of what does Gen Z want? What do rising stylists want and what are their goals so i gave you a list of questions and i asked you to go around and ask people for so why don't we just dive right in um the first question that i have here is uh what are some of yours and others worries about the future when thinking about your career in hairdressing
1: um So a lot of worries from girls was, you know, obviously the main thing, um, having a consistent clientele, because at the end of the day, that's the only way we're getting paid. (laughs) So having consistent clientele was very important. Um, Some girls said that they really worried about, I guess, not being able to be as creative as they would like. Because, you know, sometimes going back to what we were talking about earlier, if you work in kind of, you know, one type of environment, it's going to be really hard for you to maybe, I don't know, do vivids or do edgy haircuts, you know, or stuff like that. So some girls worried that they wouldn't be able to really express their creativity. Um, Some girls worried that they would end up being stuck in salons, not being able to Branch out because, you know, sometimes salon owners aren't really too fond of letting their stylists go. So I would say those are the top ones. Uh, Branching out was one. Uh, Being able to show their creativity was another. And a consistent clientele basis is definitely some worries that we have.
0: Uh, tell me a little bit about branching out. You mean like leaving the salon or do you mean leaving
1: like Leaving the salon. Yes, after you've been there for, you know, a certain period of time, you know. I mean, some people want to be an employee, some people want to be the employer, you know. And so it's like you got to know when it's time to cross that line, you know. If you dream of one day being an employer, okay, well maybe spending over five years in a salon isn't, you know, my best bet. Maybe I need to start, you know, working on an independent game plan and figuring out, okay, like when am I trying to branch out? How long do I want to stay in this salon before I feel like it's time for me to go and be independent?
0: So do you think that the worry is how am I going to go from being an employee to being on my own and like that process, or is it, about the salon owner. Like, what is the worry about the salon owner not allowing you to branch out? Cause like ultimately you just leave, right? I mean, you just go and you're yeah. like, I'm gonna go. I,
1: just this this generation, you know, we're so caught up in, and I'm guilty of it myself, is where well. we're so caught up into sometimes how people feel and what people are gonna think, you know, when we do, etc. You know, so I feel like that might worry some of the girls like, okay, I don't want my boss to
0: be I mad see. or be
1: upset or I don't want them to not like me anymore. And it's just yeah, like, well, at the end of the day, if they stop liking you because you decided to go and be independent, then that's kind of a personal problem.
0: So you know? there's a little bit of maybe a little bit of anxiety about, oh, I'm gonna start off at a salon, but I'll really I want to be in a booth rental eventually or I want to own my own salon. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm and I'm already before I've even built my clientele or I've gained my experience, I'm already thinking about that that uh, that friction that it's going to cause when I have to leave. It's definitely going to be friction. I mean, 100%. <laughs> unless the salon owner says, hey, uh, you know, you'd work for me for two years or three years and then go and do your own thing and I'll help you. Which I know some salon owners who will say that. And they will... Yeah. They'll try to get you know they're going to try to make as much money off of you in the in the three years or whatever you agree on as possible, and then but they'll also be educating you on the business side of things, for example. And they might gracefully let you go. You know, the big issue is the clientele. uh, But nowadays with social media and stuff, it's it's not that hard to to be in contact with your customers. You know, outside
1: I mean, even of the me story. as a student, I have some Facebook, some Instagram pages, you know, personally for my clients, because they're like, hey, when you graduate, I still want to come to you, you know, right. so I've made that my mission to get contact information.
0: Gotcha. So, so the concern about uh, building a clientele that I think that that, in my opinion, that should be either the first or second issue. Uh, in my opinion. And I like, think I'm thinking about when I was coming up, uh, I was more concerned about being good. Like I wanted to be the best and uh, yes. <laughs> I didn't necessarily want to be like uh sweeping hair and shampooing and cleaning bathrooms until I was the best. But I once I got on the floor, I wanted classes all the time, like every week or whatever I could get. uh, I was so hungry. I just wanted to be the best. Um, I wasn't really worried about a clientele because I was making, uh, I was making hardly anything, but I could pay my bills and I was young enough to where I didn't have, I didn't have any kids. I didn't have any worries. Um, So it seems like there's some consistency there uh, between like, my generation and your in this new generation is like yeah the worries are the same like i and also the 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 creativity side of things that makes sense because you know i remember hitting a point where i'm like i don't i don't want to do long layers and and, oh yeah. and root touch-ups my whole life you know Mobs yes. yes. and root touches uh yeah. so but I, what i learned is that um the best way to make money is to have a clientele that you prob. I mean most likely you're, the work isn't going to be super exciting uh, on a regular basis. So what I decided to do is instead of leaving my salon uh, and finding a salon that all I do is really cool cuts or something like that, I decided that I would – go out and hunt for models on a regular basis and bring them in and do photo shoots. And, you know, really I, w- I was in charge of my own creativity because the salon had enough of a, of a, a brand and a driver that they could build my clientele up as long as I was good enough to be consistent <laughs> for my customer, you know? And so like, I didn't want to like say, you kind of like, like, Doo doo on that because I was like, I was like, I still want the money. So like, I was, I, I made the decision to have like a bread and butter uh clientele that is not necessarily the work that I get excited about doing. But I found my stuff elsewhere. Now some people want that consistently every day. That that their their life, they're making super creative vivids and haircut. And there are places like That's that. Me. So- <laughs> yeah, nice. Is the salon that I you're going? Vivids. Is the salon you're going to? Do they do a lot of that?
1: Um, we have a girl there that does vivids. It's not like a vivid based salon, but there, it is something that, you know, happens frequently as a service. So that I am excited for, but it's so crazy. You said it like that, because if I could do vivids every day, I would trust me, I would, but we don't always get, what we want.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Next question. What are you and others excited about for the future?
1: um so a little bit that they said was more discoveries you get to make more discoveries um a lot of girls honestly just said you know just being able to do what they love to do just being able to wake up every day do hair um one girl in particular said that she is really excited to do hair because she wants to be a travel stylist she wants to travel all over the world and do hair. People can book her from anywhere. So um, they were very direct and straightforward But that. Just being able to be creative and being able to just have, like, a free mind on what they want to do was, was – it was the main answer.
0: Cool. Uh, and – how about uh, another conversation? The question that comes up, and um, honestly, I don't think it comes up enough. And I think that uh, it's going to be coming up more and more, is uh, especially as Gen Z comes into you know the you all are are uh, mobile native you know uh, generation. Like you grew up with a smartphone almost most uh, most of the no. generation. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's, that's the big defining factor is having a smartphone when you grow up. I'm a millennial, and the big defining factor of a millennial is that you grew up with a computer and communicating to your friends over the internet. Like I was using AOL Instant Messenger, and um, I came up during like Facebook and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was more about like social media and social communication interaction through the internet. But with you, your generation is mostly about the smartphone and the tablets and uh, – and And your world is kind of like, but you grew up with it um so mm-hmm. what technology do you and others currently use that you have been that you feel like is beneficial for your career, and that could mean like mental health stuff too
1: um I, I, I couldn't honestly think of anything. I would say right now, what is helping me, you know, with keeping everything organized is my iPad. Okay. So that's one of the things that, you know, the girl said was um, the technology that we use is obviously, you know, like our iPads and our Apple pencils. And so and that's also something that they said that they would like to see brought into salons is maybe like instead of checking out at the front desk, you know, there is ways that you can check out now at the chair. You can check out on the iPad, stuff like that, you know, may make things a lot easier and help the salon run smoother. Like, you know, hey, we don't have to wait for the receptionist to come up there for you to pay. You can pay right here on my iPad, you know, with this system or whatever we have. So. I feel like iPads really help because it keeps everything organized, at least for me. Like, I have my apps, my skill cards, you know, I have my clients' information. And what apps you. do you use? Everything Paul Mitchell-related, honestly. And I have a calendar organizer on my app. I have a physical hard copy, you know, planner, but I also have one on my iPad because I feel like I'm always on it, you know, so it helps with me keeping things Organize, And then the Paul Mitchell apps, honestly, like they help so much. I struggled a lot with layers. Um, but watching those videos, I feel like we need more applications with step by step tutorials and videos, you know, that you don't have to pay for. Because it's like, why do we have to subscribe to learn? Why do we have to pay every time to learn? It's like everybody wants you to subscribe for knowledge. And it's just like, do you want the money or are you trying to help me become better? You know? So it's kind of like a thin line between that. Everybody wants a subscription now. So I feel like more applications with more step by step help would be very beneficial.
0: Uh, You know, I feel like we can have a whole conversation on this, but... um, We can go
1: for hours about that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: because, like, I feel like uh, there's a lot of things out there that are really helpful. And uh, I feel like the problem with free education is uh, because they're not getting paid, like, who is this that's creating the education? Now, if, like, Paul Mitchell is creating free education, then you can feel, like, confident that the Paul Mitchell name is behind it. But if, you know, Jane Joe. If, if Jane Joe is making class, uh, is making step-by-step videos and they're free and you watch them but Jane Joe sucks and uh is teaching you you know I had I so so a fun fact about me like super nerdy um I've played golf for high school on my high school team however we were the worst in the league and all you had to do is show up to get on the team so I'm 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 but I just like the idea of it because like my grandfather played golf and I thought it was cool and so he bought me uh or someone bought me a set of clubs anyway so so I I'm showing my instructor how to how my sw- I do my swing and uh like in golf like you got to have the perfect swing perfect. the perfect swing. everything needs to be perfect. It's like consider one of the hardest support sports to master in in the world because mm-hmm. it literally everything has to be perfect. Um the the moisture in the air all that crazy stuff that I don't understand. So the
1: wind is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, so so the instructor looks at me and goes and i'm like shooting it kind of hitting it kind of straight kind of and he's like it looks like you've perfected an imperfect swing i i figured out how to hit the ball relatively straight by making adjustments all on my own that i learned from multiple people throughout my time up to then but then when i had someone who was specifically telling me you know the the right and wrong way or or the reasons why i should make these adjustments And then all of a sudden, I could hit the ball so much farther than I ever could. And uh, it wasn't as straight, but eventually it got straighter. And so, like, (laughs) I realized that, you know, in hair, you don't want to like necessarily take education just from anybody because they could be teaching you habits that will be very hard to break in the future if you ever get to the point where you're getting good education or you say you go to somebody you've always wanted to go to and you've been doing this something that you learned for a while and they're telling you like that's you should not do that then there that creates a friction for the person anyway that's kind of like yeah. how I, you know but that doesn't mean that there can't be free education i'm just saying right. That, I feel like you, that opens up a whole nother, we could have a whole nother episode on this topic. Okay.
1: Maybe we should one day. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Cause I, I'd be curious to talk through what that would look like, uh, from your perspective. Okay. Um, so we talked about technology last question before we wrap it up, what do you and others from want from a salon and how long do you think that on average, do you think people will stay at the salon that they first start working out, out of school?
1: So there was only one answer that honestly came about um, as far as what the girls want, and that was just extended education. Extended education is really important to me and a lot of the other girls here because, you know, obviously once you're out of school, there's still just so much to learn. And I mean, you know, somebody that works here, he's been working I'm here for a while, and he's been doing hair for over 20 years. You know, and prime example. He told me that he tried to, like, duck and dodge doing balayages. He did not want to do balayages. He hated it. He said, I had to end up paying a former student of mine to teach me how to do it. And it's just like, that's just a prime example. And no matter how long you've been doing something, you're going to always need to further your education. You're going to always need... To, to add something to the list, another, you know, skill or something because this world is evolving. This industry is forever evolving. We might wake up tomorrow and there's a new trend on how to do this and now we have to learn that, you know? So extended education was really important. And the timeframe was different for different girls because I feel like it's all in the confidence. and and what they feel like they're confident in. For me, I said three years, three years, three to four years max, because about time I'm 30, I want to be a salon owner and I'm gonna be 25 come January. So I'm giving myself literally five years to be independent, be on my own and have my own salon. So some girls was like, you know, three to four, some girls were like five to six. And again, that's all based off of just I feel the confidence that they have in themselves, you know, because if you're really confident in yourself, you're not going to want to stay up under somebody else's wing for that long. You know, once I feel like I've learned what I've learned from this particular person, then it's time for me to go learn somewhere else. now, You know, I've been here long enough to where I feel like now it's time for me to maybe branch out.
0: So in general, you would say uh um that you and your uh, cohorts at school the other rising stylists the in general they do not think of finding the perfect salon to stay there for their career that's like not no one really said that they're looking a lot lot of girls want
1: to be independent a lot of these girls want to be in you know Excuse me, commercial real estate. A lot of these girls want to have their own salons, their own hair care lines, hair businesses, you know. And that's why I like the environment that I'm in and the girls that I'm around because all of us, the majority, want to be self-employed, you know, self-efficient. We want to be basically entrepreneurs. We don't want to spend the rest of our life behind a chair, you know, so...
0: Gotcha. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was uh super, super powerful and super helpful. And I'm sure a lot of people get value out of this. Absolutely. I'm You were you're a great, great guest and I'm really happy to have you. So thanks for the thank time. You.
1: Thank you. You have a blessed day.
0: Okay. You too. All right. Take care.
1: Take care. Bye.
0: Bye.